Section 26 of The Wit and Humor of America, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Mr. Hare Tries to Get a Wife by Anne Virginia Culbertson. One day the children's mother told them that she was going to spend a few days at a plantation some miles away, taking with her Aunt Nancy, who was anxious to pay a little visit to a daughter living in that neighborhood. Aunt Frony, she told them, had promised to come and look after them during her absence. "'Oh, please, Mama," they begged, "'let Aunt Frony take us nutting. She told us one day that she knew where there were just lots and lots of walnuts. So it was arranged that they should take a luncheon with them and make a day of it, Aunt Frony being perfectly willing, for her Indian blood showed itself not only in her appearance but in her love for a free out-of-door life and her fondness for tramping. She would readily give up a day's work at any time to discharge some wholly insignificant errand which involved a walk of many miles. The day was a bright and beautiful one in October, warm, yet with a faint nip of last night's frost lingering in the air. They made a fine little procession through the woods, Aunt Frony leading, followed by children, a darky with baskets, her grandson William, and lastly the dogs frisking and frolicking and darting away every now and then in pursuit of small game. A very weary and hungry little party gathered about the baskets at one o'clock, and three little pairs of white hands were stained almost as brown as those of Aunt Frony and William, but everybody was happy, and there was a nice pile of walnuts to go back in the large bag which William had brought for the purpose. The dogs sat around and looked longingly on, a squirrel frisked hastily across a log nearby, the birds chattered in the trees high above, and looked curiously down on the intruders, and presently a foolish hare went scurrying across the path, so near the dogs that they sat still, amazed at his presumption, and forbore to chase him. "'Hi! There goes old Hare!' shouted Ned. "'I'm going to see if I can't catch him.' But he soon gave up the hopeless chase. "'Was that your old Hare, Aunt Phony? Your old Hare you tell us about?' asked little Kit. "'Blessed child,' she said. "'Nah! Twas the old, old Hare I done told you about. The great, great, great something or other granddaddy or this one, I reckon. Aunt Frony, said Janey, couldn't you tell us some more about the old hare while we sit here and get rested? Not the laws of mercy, said Frony. If we gwine mince on the old tales, I reckon I might as well make up my mind to spend the rest of the day right yeah on this spot. And she leaned back against the pine tree and closed her eyes resignedly. Presently she opened them to ask, "'Is I ever told you about the time Mr. Hare tried to get him a wife? I isn't? Well, then, dat de one I gwine give you dis trip. It happens dis way. Hare, he been flyin' all round country for de right long time, frolickin' and cuttin' up just a no-count bachelor, and last he get kind of tired of it, and he see dat all de creatures gettin' married, and he tuckin' hit into his head dat twas time he settled down and get him a wife. So he primp hisself up and slick his hair down with bar grease, and stick a red handkerchief in his west pocket, and pick him a buttonhole from to lady garden, 
and den he go coatin dis gal and dat gal and t'other gal he mince wid de good lookin ones and wind up wid de ugly ones but twan't narrow one dat it listen to him cause he done done so many mean tricks and was such a harum scarum that they was all feared to take up wid him and so they shut the dough in his face when he get to talkin sparky dough there one no person could do dat sort of talkin mo slickin what he could but he done gen de creeters just little too much lavishness so twa'n't no use he think the matter over and he say to hisself dem fool gals don't know what dey missin but if dey suppose i gwine get up and stay single day done fool deselves dis time i ain't gwine spatulate with em nor argufy nor beg no mo but i gwine whirl right in and do something atter he study a while he slap his hand on his knee and he low he do dat's de ticket dat's de ticket i reckon dey'll find old man hair ain't such a fool as he looks to be atter all he go lopin all round leavin word at every house in de country dat a big meetin been hilt and a law passed dat everybody gotta get married young and old rich and poor high and low he says to hisself everybody dat mean me too so dis yer where i bound to get me a wife de creeters placed a penance on him though he done tuckin em in so often and on de pinted day they met together de gals all dressed up in de sunday clothes and de men's fixed up mighty sprucy and such a pickin and choosin you never see in all your born days de gals they all standin up in line and de men go struttin mighty biggity up and down before em showin off and makin manners and sayin howdy ladies howdy howdy and de gals dey giggle and twist and put a finger in de corners of their mouths and when a man stepped to one of em to choose her out she'd fetch him a little tap and say shush go away from you man better leave me alone and then she'd giggle and snigger some mo but i let you know she was sure to go with him in the end all this time hair was gwine up and down de line bowin and scrapin and tryin to make hisself agreeable to everybody even de daddies and de mammies of de gals where was lookin on from de side dar was where he mishit cause while he was talkin to de mammy of a mighty likely little gal where he think bout choosin lo and behost de choosin was all over and when mr hare turned round there wasn't ne'er a gal left and every man had a wife aceptin him then they held a big dancin and feastin and everybody was happy and in a monstrous good humor de gals cause they done what mad and de pa's and ma's cause they done got rid of de gals everybody scoozin hair they make lots of game of him and when they dance past they sings out hello mr hare how come you ain't dancin bring your wife old man and jine in de fun hi hi mr hare you done mad off everybody else and stay single yourself well dat de meanest trick you done play us yet tain't fair and dey snicky and run on twill hare wish he ain't never hear de word marry at a while 
They got tired of dancing and tuckin' the new wives, and went off home leaving Hare all by hisself. And I tell you he feel right lonesome. He got a bad spell of the low-downs, and go squandering around through the woods with his ears dropping and his paws hanging limp, studying how he can get revengement. Last he pull himself together and he say, Come, Hare, this ain't gwine do. Is you done fool everybody all these years, and then let yourself get fooled by a passel of gals? Nah, sir, I knows what I gwine do this very minute. If I can't get me a gal, I can get me a witty, and some folks likes them the best anyhows. If you marry a witty, she got some of the foolishness knock out in her before you had her take her in hand. With that, he step out as gaily as you please. He go and knock at the door of every house, and when the folks come to the door, they say, Why, how to Mr. Hare? Where you been keeping yourself all this time? He say he do. Oh, I been tended to the fairs of the country, and I been sent to use as a messenger. I is sorry to tell you they done hilt another big meeting, and make up the minds the world's getting too many creeters in it, so they passed the law that there must be a big battle, and you is all to meet together at the appointed time, and each man must fall upon the man next him and try fur to kill him. The creatures accept this with submissity. They ain't suspicious hair at all. On the pointed day they meet together, and each was ready to defend himself. Hare was there like all the rest, and if you'd a seen all the spears and bowls and arrows he carry, and all the knives sticking in his belt, you'd a thought he was the biggest fighter there. But show when the fighting began, it was fair do well, gentlemen's. Twain't no hair there. He just put out tight as he can go. When they sees him going, they sing out, Hi there, where you gwine? Why don't you stay with we all? He ain't stopped to talk. He just look round over his shoulder while he's running, and he says, says he, and The man I woods to kill, he done run away, and I's out of him. Can't stop to talk. Get out in my way, everybody. Clear the track for year me coming. I's old buster where keeps things a humming. When the battle was over, the creatures miss Hare, and they say he must be monks to kilt. So they go round looking at the date, and twan't no hair there. They hunt everywhere for him. At last they found him squatting in the bresh, trembling as if he had the agar, and now most scared to death. They drug him out of that, and they says, So dish year's Buster was keeping things humming. Well, we gwine make you hum this time, show nuff. You puts we all to fightin' and gets heap good men kilt off, and yet you sittin' tucks way safe in de brush. Then old Hare he up and fess he done de whole business, so's de country might be full of widders, and he can get him pick for a wife, for he loud widders ain't one be so particular as de gals. The creatures just naturally held up their hands at him. They was plumb outdone. The audacious willin, they says, we bound to execute him on the spot and get shed of him once for all. But he begged mine hard, and some of em think he was punished if they just give him a good hiding and lets him live on alone, a miserable old bachelor, 
without no person to take notice of him, cause none of the widders was gwine marry a card. Why, Aunt Frony, said Ned, he must have found a wife at last, for how about Miss Molly Hare? Shug, said C, is I ever told you about Miss Molly Hare? Nah, sir, she belongs to them old niggers' tales where Nancy tells you. The Injun tales ain't say nothin' about no wife of his'n. He was too great a fighter and too full of havishness ever to saddle down with a wife, and now let me finish the tale. They gin him a terrible trouncin, and they turn him a-loose, and stead of gettin' him a wife, he got him a hide that smart from head to heels. But when my daddy tell that tale, he used to interrupt this way. And maybe hair get the best of em atter all, cause when you get a hidin', the smart's soon over. But when you get a wife, the misery's done come to stay. End of chapter 26